Welcome everyone to the gaming couch. Be it video games, card games, or board games, we'll have a good time playing. So come and join me on the couch. This is your host, Smart Boy. Hello everyone. Now, I'm going to do something maybe hasn't really been established before. Because usually we just kind of talk and hang out, but I want to get serious for once. I think it's very important to do that every now and then. In particular, this time, to censorship. All right? Here's what I mean. Censorship isn't important. That's really the discussion I'm going to. Is censorship important to us? You know, the, we can talk about the whole with great power comes great responsibility, you know, that kind of stuff we can bring into this. In the way that when someone creates something, the censorship is used to block it out, you know, for whatever the reason is, whether it's gore in a movie or a sex scene or violence in a game, you know, things like that get censored. But why? You know, if, if someone is creating something, isn't it their responsibility to let others know what it is about? Or... Could we also argue that it's responsibility of the consumers to know what they're getting into? You know, take, for example, an R-rated movie or an M-rated video game or something like that. Isn't the responsibility of the parent who might be bringing their child to this or purchase the game for them, isn't it their responsibility to take that into consideration? You know, if you're the parent of a seven-year-old and then you're getting mad because GTA is violent... Well, did you look at the game? Did you, like they have the ratings on the bo back of the box for a reason to tell you this is what the game is rated for. You should know beforehand. It's gotten harder, you know, with Steam because Steam it doesn't really post things out in the open like the rating of the video game. So maybe do some research. We could say still it. You can censor things, but shouldn't you? as the person, be aware of what you're getting yourself involved in. For me, I feel censorship takes away things. I'm a firm believer of learn from your past mistakes and all that kind of jazz and learn from what's before you. And now, if we're censoring things and keeping us from truly not embracing but understanding or something like that, really getting the concept out of what this person or this team was trying to create, then we don't get the whole picture. There's really no point. Now, there is some really fine lines we walk. For example, you know, with the Call of Duty's franchise and other major franchises, the first-person shooter, Nazis is an easy target. You know, It's very easy to make a game about World War II because, frankly, a lot of us don't mind shooting up Nazis for the most part. That's kind of like a general thing that that was an event that happened and a lot of stuff went down. So it's pretty easy to make games about it or remakes on history with alternate history, like Wolfenstein where the Nazis won. It's an easy market that people always buy. So when Germany decides to censor that kind of stuff and remove Nazi propaganda and the swastika and stuff like that from the games, that is where we hit that gray zone. I still believe that we shouldn't be censored. I can understand the hesitance in Germany for embrace, not embracing, but showing that kind of stuff, that part of their history, considering what they went through at that time. However, we've been so far, it's like people saying a really bad 9-11 joke. Yes, it's a tragedy. It was a tragedy. It was sad. It was a terrible event that happened, but we have grown as a country beyond it, and we've moved forward. So making that joke could be inappropriate, but we've moved on. 
in history, the Nazis were a thing. It definitely happened. I'm not saying Germany should just open up the floodgates and fully embrace any game that has propaganda in it. You know, not propaganda in it, but there's no stopping. Like it, the kids are going to learn about it. They're going to understand it. It, it just, it happened. We need to kind of just live with it. I'll say. And I'm not trying to defend everything. Like there are games out there. You know, Postal was one thing about it. There was another game whose name I can't remember off the top of my head. I just remember you know, looking at it and reading about it, it was re- it was recent, you know, in the ca- past couple of years, where essentially it was you played a guy that just went on a killing rampage, you know, went to police off, uh, you know, police station, shot up all the officers, he went here, shot up all these people, and the entire game was essentially just in black and white. Now, there's a game that was just glorifying the violence. Could you make the argument that, well, it was, you know, it wasn't about the power trip and killing people like it wasn't supposed to be for that? It wasn't censored, but what it was delivering the message... It's like, what? Like, what kind of message are you delivering? Like, when we censor something, we prevent the message from fully going through. In a game of, like, Call of Duty, War That War, the message was fighting World War II and, you know, fighting with the Allies and trying to stop Nazi Germany. Okay, we shouldn't censor. Like, why is that being censored? Because that is something that happened, and that is essentially pushing for the entire idea of good and embracing the history of what it went and reliving it and showing it in a different way. Games like Postal that just fully glorify the violence, they exist. They're not censored, but then again, they're not very popular because beyond that, the message that's being delivered, the, what we're trying to understand from them, what are we getting out of it? We're not, we're not getting a lot out of it. And this kind of brings me to my, my main point. The news is a little old by now. I think it was, what was it, June or July? Let me just check real quick. Yeah, up back in June, some news is hopping around about this. With the Spiral Reignited trilogy that's supposed to be coming out now in November. Sadly, they pushed it back. And the big thing was the censorship they put up in Twilight Harbor. Now, for those of you who are not big Spiral enthusiasts like I am, because I played all three games in the past, I still got them on disc, sitting right over there in this other apartment to still be used. Spiral of Dragon was just a fun kids game that was a platform you played as a little dragon you're going around rescuing dragons that are trapped in crystal and collecting gems by fighting enemies you know you go to a level collect the gems get the you know it's a collect-a-thon also like a platform collect-a-thon like banjo kazooie and others go to a level get the things leave the level move on very simple straightforward concept and it was silly at times there were some you know some of the enemies were kind of silly and ridiculous like there was these wizards in the magic crafters world that had ridiculous mustaches and then when they use their magic to get out of range of you, they just kind of like laughed at you, and then you walk away, and they go back to what they're doing. There were silly parts to it, definitely. At the very end, just before you reached Nasty Nork himself, the main antagonist, you went to the level Twilight Harbor. Now, the entire time you're playing through this game, it's, you know, silly and colorful and playful and stuff like that. But when you reach Nork's world, it's dark and dreary. It's kind of like that idea of industrialization versus nature. Because when you start in the artisan's world, it's very nature-loving and peaceful and everything. But when you hit Nork's world, you first go to the harbor, which is all industrious. You're at a pier. There's ships everywhere. There's barrels and stuff like that. And when you hit Twilight Harbor, it's almost like kind of like a factory setting. And the Norks that are there, which are the generic enemies you've been fighting, they're kind of like orcs, but chunkier and sillier, have guns. And the guns shoot bullets. And this is the only time it happens in the game. Now, it's not, like, clear-cut that these are bullets. Like, when you look at Crash Bandicoot with Pinstripe, the bullets that you saw were, like, kind of just, like, these flashes in straight lines. It kind of gave that feel of being bullets. 
However, in Spiral, when you hit Twilight Harbor, there were these very large, sl- not slow moving, but comparatively to like how bullets really are, slow moving orange reddish triangles. Yeah, you could tell they were wielding guns. It was clear cut that they were guns. The bullets being fired just looked just kind of like your standard projectile you might see in like a side scrolling bullet hell kind of game. Like something like out of Binding of Isaac, when you have piercing shots and Binding of Isaac, those triangle shapes that you tear into. That's what they looked like. Now, all of a sudden, reignited, we got the news back in, you know, during the summertime that Toys for Bob is censoring Twilight Harbor. And there is a small video that shows it. I'm actually going to be posting it in the description of this episode. I'm going to be sharing a link to this guy who talked about it, and he had a recording that he shows that, you know, he took when he was playing the game. At Twilight Harbor, now... They still have guns. In fact, they have, like, more defined... Like, they look more gun-like than they did in the past. So they're more defined guns because it's remastered. However, they just shoot purple goop. I'm serious. It, it looks like it's out of Splatoon that people are saying, and I fully agree. It looks like something out of Splatoon. Now, this raises a lot of questions, particularly why is Toy for Bob's censoring... I think it's Toys for Bob censoring this moments this one level now some things we're going to talk about were re- are referenced in the video that i will be sharing so there's gonna be some repetitiveness to there but i think it's important to rephrase here if you're only listening to this episode just to build our argument okay so we're censoring spiral of the dragon we're censoring twilight harbor so they shoot goop and not what looks like bullets my first question to them it's was it really kind of that violent. Like I said before, the the bullets that they shot in the original Spiral of the Dragon at Twilight Harbor, they were just very large, orange-reddish triangles that looked like something almost out of Binding of Isaac. So they didn't look particularly like bullets. They certainly looked like guns, and you could tell that, yeah, they were shooting bullets out of the guns, but they didn't really look entirely like bullets, especially when you compare it, like I said before, to Crash Bandicoot. In the original Crash Bandicoot in the first game, Pinstripe had a Tommy gun. You could tell he had a Tommy gun. You saw the bullets that he was shooting out. They looked like the, the straight, you know, the, the lines that he was shooting out. You could tell those were bullets. And it was clear cut. And when they did the remastered, the Insane Trilogy, they kept it just the same. Like, there was no problems with it. There was that one level. You walked up to Pinstripe, the one boss fight, and he shot the bullets. And he even did it for the rats that were in Cortex Power, the rats that were dual-wielding pistols. Yeah, same thing. They still shot what essentially looked like cartoonish bullets. It was still there, and they just took it and redid it. If they were fine with doing it for Endzane Trilogy, why are we raising problems in Spiral Reignited, and why are we worrying about censoring it in Spiral Reignited Trilogy, especially when they look less like bullets than they did in Crash? Now, that that's the first thing I, I think about in my question. From there, we can ask ourselves, okay... Let's just get a little modern right now. 2018, everything that's been going down. All right, we want to be careful not to give our kids the wrong message. Okay, let's just use that argument. Like, a, It's a generic argument, but an argument of sending the wrong message to children. All right, so I'll bring in GTA here. In GTA, you're a person shooting other people. You know, it, it does have some sense of violence in there that a person who's playing the game must make sure they have a disconnect with and understand that this is just a game world that I'm playing. That, yes, I'm killing other people. It's just in this game, though, and it's not real. You know, we want to have that disconnect. We keep that fourth wall up that separates us from the game and reality. And that's GTA with people and people. 
in Spyro, there is no sense of glorifying violence. Nowhere in Spyro, or even Crash with anthropomorphic animals, is it human to human. In Crash, you are just a cute purple dragon who's trying to save all his people, and that happens to mean going up against Nasty Nork and stopping what he did. Now, the entire time the Norks are trying to stop you, and they fail time and time and time and time again. When you finally reach Nork's territory, and he has just a few guys left between you and him, he's sending out the commandos. He's sending out all he has. He's sending out the guys with literally the big guns to try and stop a badass dragon. It's not going to work, obviously, but he tries. Nowhere in there is that glorifying that Spyro is shooting up a place or the Norks are taking over with a militant rule with their rifles. It's just one instance of them defending the last turf they have, and it's a cartoonish orc shooting at a purple dragon. It's a fantasy setting. Nowhere is it implying of people shooting people or people shooting animals. Like, nowhere does it exist. It's pure fantasy creatures versus pure fantasy creatures in a fantasy setting. So right there, there's already a disconnect that we, you know, we shouldn't have to worry about people embracing that because... There's no way to connect to that. There's no way for someone to really reach out and connect to that easily. If they are finding a way to connect to it, well, I'm sure the red flags have already shown up that this person has a disconnect to reality that they've shown in the past. And now my big concern with this is how far it's going to go. And I'm not talking about Twilight Harbor because Twilight Harbor is just one instance of censorship that can not infect but impact other areas. So I know for a while there's been talk about censoring the booty. And if you know if you know what I'm talking about, fantastic. If you don't, it's Peacekeepers in Spyro Dragon 1, the second overworld Peacekeepers. The Norks there would be scared of you, and they'd run off into these tents. And if you burned the tents down and the Norks were just left there alone and you turned around, they would moon you. They'd drop their pants and show off that fantastic polygon 3D booty that was hilarious and just looked terrible because of the graphics. And I was a kid in a bunch of school playing these games, and I, I thought it was hilarious. I first saw that, I'm like, really? I kind of laughed a little bit, and then I, I made it my job. Even when I play it today, I love seeing it. So, because it's hilarious, I'll wait for them to run into the tents and burn them down just to see all that fantastic booty and then kill them all. Originally, they had it censored, but now there's, based on, like, the ESRB description of the game's rating, they mentioned something about seeing butts. So, there's some hope right now that they're bringing back the booty. From there, though, if we're censoring the guns, are we censoring the commandos? Because in the same level in Twilight Harbor, there are commandos running around with swords and grenades. And it looks like a goddamn sword, and those look like goddamn grenades that they're throwing. In Haunted Towers, a similar thing happens where certain orcs have wooden shields for some stupid reason, and they throw grenades. Are we going to censor the grenades? Because the grenades look real, and the explosions look pretty real, so are we going to censor them too because we, sh- you know, we censored the bullets from Twilight Harbor? What about Spyro 2? It's not so much a physical, visual thing, but what about Ripto? I remember playing through Spyro 2, and goddamn, Ripto says the word kill a lot, especially for what would be considered a children's game at the time, in the 90s. Ripto said the word kill a lot. And I remember, I can't remember what the cutscene is, but I strictly remember him saying... With full intent, I'll kill you. Are we going to censor those lines? Because I know in uh, Insane Trilogy, there's a few audio files that they just didn't put in. Or I'm not sure what the reason was, but there were some audio bits missing. Nothing significant. 
you know, it's like maybe a little line that the boss hit at the end of the fight, but there were this few pieces missing. Are we going to just suddenly not have Ripto say the word kill? Are we going to re-script it so he says something other than kill? Are we just going to remove those lines altogether? That's a big part of Ripto's character, and that's what makes him such a great villain to hate. You can tell from the moment you meet him, the intent he has, like, really stating clearly that I hate dragons. I gotta destroy you. Like, it, you can already hate his guts right away, but he's still menacing. He still shows that he has power, and it shows right away that, okay, I'm telling you what the deal is. I want Avalar to control, and I hate dragons, so I'm gonna kill a dragon. It's clear-cut concise. It, it makes him a very easy villain to just hate and get involved in. If suddenly we're starting to take away the fact that he's saying the word kill, that's part of his personality. Because part of his personality is being very clear with his intentions. I'm going to kill this person. I'm going to take this over. I'm going to destroy that. Like, he just says it clear cut. So we understand Ripto. We understand his villainous arc. If he no longer says it, I I got nothing. Like, if he doesn't say it anymore, that's a pretty big part of his personality, I feel. But now we're missing out on And those of us who played Spire originally, well, we know we played it originally on PlayStation 1, so, you know, whatever. But people who might be using Spyro Reignite as a way to be reintroduced to the series or be introduced altogether to the series in what it used to be and not the disgusting garbage that's turned into and being sold out to different companies, they're going to miss out on that. They're going to miss out on what originally made Ripto such a great villain. Now, Spyro 3... I'm trying to think off the top of my head if there's anything... Oh, that's what it was. I just remembered. Dino Mines. Who remembers Dino Mines? Me, personally, one of my favorite, favorite, favorite levels in the Spyro trilogy. You go into a Western world where T-Rexes are running around dual-wielding pistols. I think that level was just amazing. And I love so much the aesthetic of it, and I love the part where you played as Agent 9 going through essentially a rail shooter taking out all the dinosaurs. That was an amazing level. And it felt like a Western. It, it I felt like I was playing in a Western, but without people. It was dragon versus dinosaurs. So again, there goes that disconnect I was talking about before with Twilight Harbor, that there was no connection of human to human or human to animal. It was just this fantasy creatures that were wielding pistols. If... We're retreating Twilight Harbor and censoring it so it doesn't have large triangle bullets. What are they going to do to Dino Mines? Is Dino Mines going to get the same treatment? Because if it does, it's going to really ruin the connection just like it's ruining in Twilight Harbor. The connection we had in Dino Mines was that feel of a Western. These dinosaurs would walk over, quick draw their pistols, shoot at you, and then put them away. It felt like a Western. And then if they're shooting like goop at us i guess it's gonna disconnect that setting of a western it disconnects twilight harbor as the norks last stand in holding their territory it disconnects it altogether and that's not to say that using goop or ink or whatever it is you want to call it disconnects the feeling look at splatoon splatoon it works because splatoon set up the world that, yeah, it's inkling kids that are shooting ink at each other. So it works to have that kind of cartoonish ink splatter because the game establishes it for the setting. In Spiral, the game establishes it as a fantasy world, and at least in Spiral 1, that setting of kind of 
nature and machine that a lot of games kind of toyed around. I thought, you know, Donkey Kong did that also. It's established that when we reach Twilight Harbor, it makes sense and it feels right that it's happening. But we're not drawn into it so much to be engrossed in it and try and relive it. And then with Dino Mines, we have that embracing of a Western feel, which, let's be real, back in the day, back around that time, Westerns were big and kids loved Westerns at the time. It was something that part of the culture that was just out there and people knew about. And heck, look at Red Dead Redemption made a killing off of that style of Westerns. So Dino Mines is just a way of kind of embracing that feel and paying homage to it in the Spyro franchise with fantasy. You know, dinosaurs are long gone extinct, and it's a little dragon that's breathing fire at them, or it's a monkey with a laser gun. Totally, totally fantasy. It, it's fine. It works. At the end of this, at the end of the day today, you know, just looking at it, the censorships that they put in to anything is what really breaks us from our experience. Now. Using movies for an example, they do do director's cuts, producer's cuts, or whatever you want to call it. They do do those cuts, and it's well known. It's like, yeah, you're you're giving you're getting an altered version of the movie, but there is a way to get the original release. Like they'll do a theatrical release, director's cut, or something like that, where you know the difference between the two. You know that if I buy this version, it's more restricted, and it's not going to be as gory or rapey or whatever you want to call it. There's going to be less intense scenes. If I buy this version, it's going to be the way the artists, because people making movies are artists, it's it's a media, this is the way the artists originally intended it to be. The media that they wanted to create and the story they wanted to tell in its original. And you have the choice as a you know, conscious buyer, as someone who should look into these kind of things, you can make a decision, an educated decision, on which one do you want to look at? With Spyro, if we're censoring things, or not even with Spyro, just in general, if we're just censoring things altogether and preventing the original from being accessed, the vision is lost, the understanding is lost, and then we as consumers, whether it's consumers playing video games, watching movies, seeing TV, we get a disconnect, all right? We get disconnect from what it was they were trying to do. Now, I was talking to a friend about this, and I was like, yo, bro, you ever play original Spyro? He's like, yeah, I loved it. I'm like, you know what's going on with Twilight Harbor? He's like, no, nah, tell me. So I told him about it. And we got into a little bit of discussion, and, you know, he kind of, like, jokingly dropped, but I could definitely see, I could definitely tell, like, there is some back into what he's saying. He jokingly dropped, yeah, well, if they do it, there'll be, like, Twitter riots, you know that. And I'm like, no matter what, there's going to be Twitter riots. Look at Spyro. In the first level, you're able to run around and kill sheep to get Butterfly to restore your health. There's already going to be Twitter fits about that. You know, oh, you're killing sheep to restore your health. What's wrong with this game? Like, it, that, it's 2018. People are going to find a way to complain about something, no matter how silly it is. So whatever. You're burning sheep. Heck, when they remastered Spyro, Tana became a little more sexualized because now that we have full 3D models instead of, like, weird polygons, Donna got a bit of a makeover, and I know people are like, hey, look at this. Like, okay, pretty cool. Like, it got people's attention, but not in a bad way. It was sexualized. It was, I wouldn't say, like, fully sexualized, but come on. Like, there was more definition there than there was before. Yet there was no big explosion about it. You know, there was no one making YouTube videos about it. There was no big concern 
or uproar around the internet on it. Granted, I'm the guy. I'm not the guy who's fully in tune with the internet, but from my experience, from what I look at, I didn't see anything about it. So, why should we make a big deal about this? Again, if we didn't make a big deal about pinstripe still shooting us with a Tommy gun. Why should we make a big deal about an, you know, an orc commando with the rifle? We've been through this before a year ago, two years ago, two years ago. Yeah, we've been through this before. Should we be fully concerned about it now? It's, and what I'm also trying to do in going through this whole discussion about censorship is making sure I'm not biased. Like I said at the start, I like Spyro. I have all the Spyro games still here at home, the, the original trilogy, you know, the good ones. I saw the original trilogy at home, and I really enjoy it. And so it's, it's easy for me to be like, yeah, I want this I want it back the way it's supposed to be. And for me, it's hard for me to really connect with the Reignite trilogy when there is something as altering as that visually. Because it's it's different than what I remember. When I played through Insane Trilogy, yes, they did alter the first game so that you can collect a gem even if you died during the level. However, if I wanted to, I could easily just homeroom myself and say if I ever die, I just restart the level anyway. Like, that's easy to work around. And the rest of the game looked the same. I saw Brio in the second game was acting a little different. And the way he had like the stutter and everything was a lot, lot more defined. And when I first watched it, I was like, eh. like it rubbed me the wrong way a little bit. It wasn't necessarily bad, but it was just different than the original. And so that goes with Spyro. When I see the Norks shooting just globs of goo, I'm like, huh? Can it, like... Can I really do this? Like, it, it's different than before, and it feels weird, especially for one of my favorite levels in Spyro One was Twilight Harbor. I loved the music, I loved the aesthetic, I loved everything about it, and it felt like a great climax leading up to Nork. Especially considering Nasty Nork himself is just not a well-defined boss fight. It was a great way to cap off the game. And then, yeah, it, it, what's the impact we're gonna have in Spyro Two and Spyro Three with censoring various things like Ripto's language and Dino Mines? It's a concern I have that I hope in the coming months before the game is released, they can come to a decision that makes most of us happy. We can't make everyone happy, but I hope they get to a decision that everyone can live with for the most part. You know, let's get rid of the goop, but we don't have to make it look like bullets like we did in Crash. Keep the same style it had in the original. Make it really defined and clear that they're shooting red triangles because that's what they shot in the beginning and with the low res polygons it worked out so let's just do that again you can just make it more defined that they're not bullets that they look just like cones or triangles if you do 2d 3d whatever you want to do and that, that there's a middle ground we can work with so me personally yeah i know i'm not a big name on the internet i know i got a few people that tune in every week so, heck, I don't know if anyone's going to catch on to this. So my plea just goes out to anyone who might be listening. And if I get lucky, maybe some big wigs will listen into this. Think about what you're doing. Think about you're taking a piece of history. Like Spyro is a fantastic piece of history for gaming and platformers. Embrace what it was at the start. There's a reason why we loved it when it was first released. And we're re-releasing it now to bring back that love that Spyro so deserves after everything that franchise has been through. Don't alter it. 
in some silly way like that. And for the rest of you that are listening in, for any people who are potential game makers, movie makers, or whatever, anyone who might be an artist, when you're creating something, create it for yourself. You know, if you want to deliver a message with your art, whatever your form may be, fuck the censors. It doesn't matter. It is your piece. Haters going to hate. People are not, you know, you're not going to have everyone like what you're making. If someone doesn't like it for some reason, okay. Whatever. It's not the end of the world. But if you create something for what you want it to be, like-minded people will chime in and also enjoy it. We don't need censors. And it's been shown. I mean, heck, we still got things like Game of Thrones being a big deal. Like, there are shows out there that people pay to watch on top of cable or however it works that glorifies many things already. You got the red, red Wedding from Game of Thrones, and people bought into that and watched it. World's still in one piece. Things will always be out there. And we don't need to censor them. If you're censoring one thing, you censor it all. If you're not going to censor it all, then we don't need it. People like what people like. We just need to make what we want to make. So thank you all for joining me this week. Well, I'm just going to keep on trekking through. Now, I know usually I don't like to bring up hot topics, you know, like whether it be political or whatever. But I'm going to keep my ear to the ground. And if more things like this pop up, I think it'd be a good thing to talk about with, you know, a current trend of just kind of like historic pieces and things that have changed over time. Because, yeah, from, you know, the 1990s to nowadays, 20, 25 years have passed. People feel different about many, many things. So for now, take care. I'll see you all next week. Bye-bye. Join us every Sunday at 8 p.m. for a new episode of Gaming Couch. Be sure to follow us on Facebook at Gaming Couch for news and updates. And if you have any questions, comments, or ideas for future episodes, shoot us an email at gamingcouchpodcast at gmail.com.